Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day? Yes, it's Wednesday. It's hump day. It's middle of the week. And we got our special guest host, Miko Grimes, joining us this morning. Miko. I'm pumped to be here. Co-host of uh, Gilbert Arenas' podcast. Mm -hmm. Yes. Ex-professional basketball player. Mm -hmm. And I got a new podcast. Ask Miko, right? Yes. Ask Miko. Okay, Charlotte. (laughs) Okay, did a little homework. I love it. Good morning, good morning. How you feeling? How you feeling? Man, it's early. I don't know how y'all do this every day, but I love it here. I love it. I'm a little tired. I watched the VMAs last night, so... Oh, I did. I was a little tired. You didn't watch it last night? No. Nah. Charlamagne, you watched it? I didn't see none of it. My homegirl was in uh, in town from from all over the world, but she's from Nigeria, uh, mm-hmm. DJ Cuppy. Mm. So, oh, I met yeah. Cuppy. Yeah. Where you met Cuppy at? Bright, oh, Brilliant Idiots. Oh, we did yeah, yeah, yeah. Bright, Brilliant yep. Idiots together. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we, uh, her mom cooked a nice Nigerian meal last night. Too. Okay. So 
I, we was eating dinner. I didn't see nothing. Oh, okay. Except for what was on social media. Okay. And I barely watched that. All right. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of dope performances, of course. Uh, everybody's been celebrating 50 years of hip-hop. I'm sure we'll break it down in the rumors who performed, mm-hmm. who won, and all that other good stuff. And today we got some special uh, guests joining us. Uh, from the CEO of the Zeus Network, uh, Lemmy, Lamel, he'll be joining I, us this morning. I feel morning. like Lamel don't get enough smoke. What do you mean? <laughs> because when you think about the history of reality television and you think about how, you know, we used to talk about Mona Scott Young, uh, people used to even give Shawnee O'Neal smoke. Lemmy don't get enough smoke oh, man. for the, the, pro- the content that's on the Zeus Network. Okay. You know? But he's also a, a, a brother that created a, a, a group, well... A big franchise. He created love, a, a, a TV I love network. The, I love and the, I love he the does everything himself and the infrastructure. That's but pretty. We talking about the content. I love the infrastructure, but it's the I'm content. With you. That I'm with you. I, I, yes. I, I want to discuss. It's abusive. I'm with you. You said yeah. you were, you said you were watching a a show the other day, and, and how many fights did you see in that show? Oh yeah, uh, uh, Jocelyn's Cabaret. I watched that. I watched the episode. But why did you watch that hour. first? That doesn't seem like something nah, you would J- do. J- turn on. Jess had it on. Okay, that makes sense. There was three fights in an hour. Really? Yes. Bad ones. Yeah. Yes, a girl got her head busted to the white meat. They're always Damn. bad. That's what you watch, though, for those reality shows mm-hmm. on Zeus is the, ass, the butt whooping. I would think so. Damn. All right. Well, I mean, I, I can't. I don't see any other reason to watch. Well, the, well, the content. Him, well, him and Natalie Nunn will be joining us this morning. Natalie, yeah, the one that called you a bitch ass. Oh, Ninja. I can't wait to see Natalie. I haven't seen her in a long time. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, she wants all the smoke with you, so she'll be joining us. And then uh, Salam Remy will be joining us. He was supposed to, uh, we were supposed to actually get that interview on yesterday, but we pivoted a little bit. We uh, hit an audible yesterday. Yes, we did. That's right. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. When we come back, front page news, Teslin Figaro will be joining us. Nobody else hot in here? It is warm in here. Man. I thought it was I, just me because I had a sweatshirt it's on. It's me. I brought Florida with me. Hey. That's what it is, mama. baby. All right. We'll get to it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. We got our guest, special guest co-host, Miko Grimes here. And Teslin Figaro. Good morning, Tez. Good morning, DJ Envy. Good morning, beautiful Miko. And good morning, Charlemagne. Peace, Tez. Good morning, sweetheart. Now, sorry to all the Jets fans. Look like Aaron Rodgers is out for the year. Mm. Torn Achilles. Mm-hmm. So he won't be playing for a year. Does that mean he retires after this? Uh, I, I would think so. What do you think, Miguel? I don't think so. Really? Um, he has some, some more stuff to prove. And um, this Achilles is, is going to give him even more motivation to come back. Mm. He's 40 years old, though. Listen, you don't have to be that mobile anyways to be a football a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. You just got that arm got to work. That's all that matters. Yeah, I don't like to see people get hurt, but I'll tell you one thing. Mm-hmm. You're playing my Dallas Cowboys this Sunday. <laughs> exactly. Charlemagne hoping for the, the worst. <laughs> but the Jets play my Cowboys this Sunday. You so like that, huh? Go us. Go okay. us, you stupid. Now let's talk about McCarthy. What's going on with McCarthy? Well, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy announced Tuesday he is calling on his committees to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden, even though he has not proved anything that has to do with him profiting off of his son, Hunter Biden. Now, the move comes amid increasing pressure from the right flank to move ahead with the inquiry, including some on the far right who have threatened to oust McCarthy, which they've been doing from the very beginning. You may remember that um, from his speakership. If he does not move swiftly enough on the investigation, let's take a listen to what he had to say. These are allegations of abuse of power, obstruction, and corruption, and they warrant further investigation by the House of Representatives. That's why today I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. Oh, God. I'm tired of the tit for tat, man. This is messy. 
Uh, when you look at what's happening in America right now, folks trying to keep food on the table, crime through the roof, Supreme Court rolling back rights, and they doing a tit for tat. I ain't, I, I, I just feel like they care about everything except for uh, everyday American people's lives. Yeah, this is messy. Yeah. Now he's saying McCarthy is saying that uh, this has to do with uh, over twenty million dollars of payments uh, that went into shell companies of Hunter Biden, and saying that President Biden was aware uh, that he and he used his official office to coordinate deals. Uh, but again, he's been investigating this for about nine months. They haven't came up with any evidence, and Democrats are saying this is just McCarthy playing politics. To your point, Charlemagne, mm-hmm. uh, because he can't get anything done in the House of Representatives, he can't get them to vote on anything. They're holding their votes, and so this is something that he's saying. You know, maybe I can get people to rally around this Democrats saying that it will backfire ultimately um, because if they don't come up with anything uh, it could ultimately help Democrats uh, win on next year yeah if something was really there I'm all for it nobody is above the law but it feels like you know this is just get back for the couple of times they impeached their guy mm-hmm mm-hmm Yep, putting cases on everybody. Mm-hmm. We see all of y'all. <laughs> all right, right. <laughs> well, that is front page news. All right, thank mm-hmm. you, Tess. We'll see you in a couple of minutes. Absolutely. Everybody else, get it off your chest. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Uh, let us know what's going on in your life. Maybe you seen the VMAs tonight, uh, last night. You loved it. You hated it. Maybe you hate going to work today because this morning it was a lot of rain. I ain't gonna front. It was pouring. But whatever it may be, call us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hi, what's going on? DJ Envy, Charlamagne the God, and Queen. This is um, Alice from Candid Delight. That's the, I'm the one that um chopped off the candles. Oh, thank you, brother. Murdoch Avenue stand up. Man. Man, um, I just want to know if you um like the candles, Charlemagne. DJ Envy, thank you for posting it and stuff. You know, we from the same hood. I appreciate you so Envy, much. Charlemagne hating. Envy said he loved the one called Lick Me All Over. No, no, I did not say that. <laughs> Charlemagne is hating. Every time I light the Giants candle, he come and blow it out. Oh, oh. Uh, you like your ca- uh, your Cowboys candles, Charlemagne? I ain't seen no Cowboys. Hey, ca- I threw that one out. It's one of those. Oh, that's another one right there. That's the, that's that's the right Cowboys one I, I right there. I put it backwards so he couldn't see what it was. Oh, yeah, and I put a uh, I put a cancer in the front of it as well because I know you're a cancer, Charlemagne. Oh, I appreciate that. I see it now. I didn't see it. They hit it from me. Yep. You see, I got the giant <laughs> lit right now. <laughs> it's how y'all did us on Sunday, man. It was so disrespectful. Oh man. Don't talk about We're that. That game was embarrassing. <laughs> that's the past. We don't talk about the past, brother. Oh. Can I um can I shout out my um my Instagram for people could come and just check out the candles um it's candle d a n d l e period b e period l i t e and that's on um Instagram and y'all could go to my website anybody and book some candles or book a a session where I teach you how to make some candles. All right, bro. All right, my brother. Have a good one. Hello, who's this? Smith from Detroit. How you doing? How you doing? Hi, Andy. Hi, Shala. I'm not sure who the third person is. Miko Grimes. Miko Grimes. Hi. Hi, Miko. How you doing? Okay, so this is uh, something I'm trying to get off my chest, and I kind of want to talk to DJ Envy about it. Okay, so I'm a DJ from Detroit, and uh, I've been DJing roughly for about two years now. What's your DJ name? Um, uh, DJ Mez the Monster. Okay, Mez the Monster. Okay. Yep. So, um... Probably like six months ago, I had a DJ friend. Most of my friends, they are male DJs. He 
showed me some things and he kind of like switched music with me and then he asked me could he borrow my speakers uh i had like two 12 inch um evs and some mics that i let him borrow but that was six months ago and i've been like trying to reach out to him call him it's either he's sick or he can't answer my phone calls so you being the dj do you think I should take this in different matters? Like, should I take it on Judge Mathis? Because I really want my speakers back, even though yes, I have absolutely. got new ones. Yeah. Yes, matter of fact, you should say his name. He took your speakers and didn't bring it back. No, I'm not going to say his name because we we from Detroit. I don't want to. <laughs> well, then you can't take but, it to court. If you ain't going right. to say his name, you, you, you got to take be, it to court. Better to say his name in court than but on the radio. I, well, I was trying to get advice first. Advice first before I did all that. So do you think I should go like another level? Because I feel like he's just doing that because I'm female. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean Detroit is 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 a, is a big place, but it's a small place where everybody knows each other. I mean, I think you should yeah. just tell the homies that he, he stole your equipment. Well, basically he did steal it, right? Yeah, absolutely. But he's not giving it back, and he's ignoring well, you. Yes, he's ignoring me big time. So. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that was a, a good uh, thing that I should do to try to like take him to court about it. Yeah, but, take yeah, him I really to court. Want to that. And the brother that stole DJ Mez the Monsters equipment, give her back her equipment, man. She's DJing. Yeah, She's trying to pay her bill. So give her back her equipment. <laughs> It's hard, yeah, can, out. it's you, hard out here. Thanks yeah, so much. You can do Judge Mathis or you can do uh, Judge Ebony K. Williams. She's got a show coming. Oh, I'm going to look her yes, up. I'm look her up. Oh, equal justice. Equal justice. Equal okay. justice. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Thank y'all guys so much. All right, man. Have a good one. Yeah, but take it to Ebony K. Williams show. She'll she help you out. I will. <laughs> All right, man. What's crazy? Byron Allen does both those shows. Really? Judge Mathis and Ebony K. Really? Williams. Yep. Oh, that's dope. Byron Allen's media group. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake, wake, wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, hey, DJ. What's going on, Charlemagne? This is Coach Davis. How y'all doing? Coach He's Davis, coach. good morning. What's up, y'all? How you doing to the guest? Miko, um, I guess, right? I'm Nico sorry Grimes. if I got the name first. Yes, sir. Miko hey, Grimes. How you morning. doing, young lady? I'm good. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, listen, man. You know, I'm hitting a milestone this weekend. I'm turning 50. Hey. I just want to say happy birthday to me. I won't be here on Friday, you know, um, to, to get my shout out. But I just want to do that a little earlier. Are you going on vacation? You know? Oh, yeah, no doubt. I'm going to Funakana tomorrow, so okay. I got to celebrate it. All right. Yeah. You well, know? Enough. Don't get too drunk out there. Oh, not at all. But listen, can I do one thing? I'd I like to give two shout-outs if it's possible. Yeah, Coach. My man, my man Six, whose who's retirement is this retirement party is this weekend. I can't be there, but, yo, my man, congratulations. And about a, about two months ago, I think y'all had Ice Cube up there. Yep. Um, About the big three, right? Yep. One of the things he talked about was the ABA and how the ABA is going to come up. Well, I'm a general manager of the Coney Island Sharks, and we're the first ABA team out of Brooklyn. And our inaugural year is this year, man. And I just want everybody to come out. We're in Kingsborough College in Brooklyn, and we're going to have a great year. And Ice Cube is right. We're going we're gonna to come up, and I just want everybody to come out and support the ABA and the, and the Coney Island Sharks. My man, Ruben McLaughlin. Okay, Coach. All right, so y'all have a blessed day, man, and I appreciate y'all. 
And uh, like I said, a, a Charlemagne, yes, it's sir. a Virgo King's birthday, my man. It's the Virgos. Virgos are out here. You heard? Talk that talk, coach. I don't know why you're telling me that like I can, sir. I'm a cancer. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yo, we got Mac Ritz on the line. How y'all doing? You said Mac Ritz? No, Mac Rich. Not Mac Rich. 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 Mac Y'all are awesome, man. Keep that energy, please. Thank you, my brother. You on the way to work? I'm on the way to work right now, man. You know what it is. Got to get this money, man. Keep these children fed. Where you work at? Uh, Carolina Gutters in West Ashley. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Salute everybody in West Ashley as well. All right, brother. Yeah, man. I just wanted to take a moment, man, and um, let y'all know, man, I'm super proud of y'all, and I appreciate everything y'all do for the people, keeping that good energy for us. And um, Mac Rich, man, M-A-C-R-I-C-H. New song, Wounded Soldiers, just dropped on all platforms, Salute man. Salute to Mac Rich. You go support Wounded that Soldiers, man, my low country brethren. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is Mark from VA. Mark 757, get it off your chest. 703, but look, uh, this week is Jar Appreciation Week. I think the companies need to show more appreciation because while we are knocking miles down, everybody in the office is doing free food and barbecue. Why was doing late nights, early mornings. Okay, well, let's drive appreciation. We blow the horn for us one time. You no, know, Envy wants you to blow them early. Blow. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Have a go, Mark. Be safe on them roads. It is trucker appreciation. <laughs> he said his driver appreciation. Week. I, I got to shout out my uncle, Avon Moses. He a truck driver. Salute to David. What do you drive? 18 wheel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, saved my life. How you save your life? I ran away. <laughs> And he, what? And I'm, he moved me in with him and raised me since I was about 12 years old. Dope. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like a father. Most More people need to go get their CDLs, by the way. Yeah. I remember that used to be a thing back in the day. Oh, like my that. nephew's a driver, too. Really? Yeah. Emmanuel Primer. And see, and I, I bet you they're making great money. Yeah, he's doing Absolutely. good. He's young, too. See? Go get your CDL, kids. Devin. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Now, Devin, uh, she says she's a stay-at-home mom for 10 years, and now she got to go back to work. And you're nervous? Oh, man. Uh, well, I went back, like, a week and a half ago, and it's a struggle to switch gears. You know what I mean? What do you do? Um, I work in a warehouse uh, that exclusively works with uh, Apple. Okay. What's so nervous about it, Mama? Is it leaving your kids, or is it... Well, for one, leaving my kids, obviously. Um, just being out there with... Because I'm not used to being with adults, you know what I mean? I'm stuck with kids all day. Jesus. My oldest is nine, um, and I have five. Jesus. Ooh. Damn. Well. Yep. <laughs> now, I, I mean, I can get it because you, you've been with the kids for the last 10 years, so you're on, you on mommy mode, and now you got to have adult conversations and no Blues Clues and Coco Melon. Oh, yes. And I feel like I have no time for anything. I, I mean, I stayed home for 10 years and then the last two I started my own business and now I don't have time for that or extracurricular activities you know what I mean it's just a what happened what happened that you got to go back yeah. to work after 10 years the end of last year I had my daughter early and she spent uh, two months in the NICU I'm sorry and then a week later went back for another two weeks because she caught caught RSV and so bills just started piling up and she was in a hospital an hour away. So mm. we had to, he had to stop going to work 
after that, we were able to go visit her, and I only visited her like once a week because we just didn't have the gas or money to do it. You know what I mean? Damn. So oh, everything strange. piling up, got to go back to work. It's the end of it. You know what I mean? All right. Well, Devin, you stay, you stay strong, and, and we'll pray strong, for you, Devin. Mama. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate she it. Said, Do your best. so defeated. Yeah, she does. she got to go back to You know work, what's funny? Man. A lot of people would rather go to work than to be at home. Like, they would rather have something where they yeah. can clock in and out of. You don't get to clock in and out when you're a parent. You no. on the clock 24-7. But that's got to be something. You ain't been to work in 10 years. You know how to get back accustomed to waking up to go work for and somebody. And listening to other people tell oh you what to do. Oh my God. But yeah, because she had a schedule. She probably dropped the kids off at school and this one took a nap at this time and yeah. she had this, but now it's, nah, like. I think she wanted us to give her a pep talk. I ain't had nothing for her. <laughs> I, I, that's why I was like, I, I pray for you. That's why I was like, I pray for you. Welcome to real life, Damn. man. A lot of people been doing it the whole time. That's like right. working, you get, you get off work and you still at work at home, so. I know it's tough, but you know it's an adjustment. She's got to push through. That's got all them right. five babies. Jesus, she said extracurricular activities, boy. No, she had a lot of sex with yeah, five babies. Yeah, it's a lot of hunching already happened. But so. you got this, Devin. We we got, got you. It, girl. You got this, Devin. Stand strong. Find you something you like to do. That's what you should do. Find you something that you really like to do. A job you actually enjoy. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, when we come back, we got rumors. Give us a little tease what we're talking about, Miko. Um, on the rumor report, we're going to talk about the VMAs. That's right. VMAs last night. Did you see it? Did you watch? Well, we'll put you on to what happened last night. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club on BET. The Breakfast Club. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Clam comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. 
the war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have a, one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host Miko Grimes here. What up? And let's get to the rumors. Listen up. Listen up. Well, Miko's known for being a, a loud mouth. I got 17 years in this business. You need me? I got to see you, baby. Made it. This is the rumor report. Sorry, I'm a truth teller. Miko Grimes. Miko. I got to see you, baby. Tell him what the business is. All right, so the 2023 the 2023 VMAs took place in New Jersey last night. I did not watch. Did you guys watch? No, I was uh, <laughs> having Nigerian food with my Nigerian family. Salute to Cuppy and her mother. No, I did watch I last night. I watch. seen some of it last night, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to talk about it a little bit. So Nicki Minaj hosted, and she also performed her new song, Last Time I Saw You. Yeah, she performed a couple of times last night. She also performed in a uh, Hip Hop 50 celebration. That's what's up. I saw that on social. Itty bitty piggy. Itty bitty piggy. Yeah, she did that as well, and she brought out uh, Little Wayne, which was dope. Wow. I thought Little Wayne opened the show. No, well, she did a part where she said something, and then she was like, uh, "Millie liked the Little Wayne record," and then Millie, a Millie, a Millie, and then Little Wayne came out and performed. Yeah, it was dope. I thought I saw on social Little Wayne performing uproar. I thought they said he opened the show. He came out in the Hip Hop Fifty. 
Oh, we gotta watch. Millie, a millie, a millie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, we gotta watch. But she also won Best Hip Hop Awards, and she had a very interesting. Acceptance speech, you don't got acceptance that. Acceptance speech that's not in. Yeah, it right. in. But in acceptance speech, she just was like, thank you so much. I appreciate it. She was like, uh, this side of me, and she's pointing to the right side, <laughs> it wants, wants to be mean. And then she said, the left side of me wants to be I don't want to hear you nice, reenacted. I, I wish I want the producer. No I want the producers just, to have the audio yeah. in there. But there is not there. It's not. It's just like it's you know. This. It was just the MTV VMAs that was on last night. It's Big not, deal. They had twelve hours to get it. It's, it's not like, there. You know. It's not there. And we teased it. So no, she said, uh, "This side wants to I be know, mean." I know every other morning side, show in the country would have it. Be happy. I'm sure. And then she says, "But." It's Barbie, bitch. Uh, shots fired. Shots fired. Charlamagne shooting fire. No, I want to hear from Nikki. I don't want to hear from Envy. I want to hear the audio. What is that there? Okay. It's not there. Shots fired. Everybody get 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 us together, okay? We need the audio. Anyway, she mm, also mm, mm, mm. did he perform last night and he had his son King Combs come out and join him on the stage. King Combs! Wow. So y'all had Diddy audio but not Nikki. This Nikki hate train has to stop. Oh. Don't start it because you know <laughs> they don't believe. I can't Don't believe do that. that y'all got uh, our nah. producers on the Nikki hate train. This has to. And stop. it has to be the day I'm on here. You, you know, know the bar. They don't. They don't. The barbs don't fool with me either. Let me tell See, you. Me, y'all got all these audio <laughs> clips with no Nikki. Y'all got some Nikki. Oh, you got the speech down. She only hosted the show. Oh, we got the speech. Let's, Let's the speech. go. Let's do the oh. speech. I thank you guys, the people who go out and support, the people who never skip a beat on the internet, helping, holding us down, the people who at the tours and, you know, I, I want to just thank you guys and MTV, thank you for showcasing rap and thank you for showing me love. And you know what? Should I be mean right now or should I be nice? Mean? Nice. Oh. It's Barbie. Bitch! What was the, what was the yeah. acceptance speech for? Um, she won the Best Hip Hop Award. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, you didn't do a good impersonation, by the way. At all. That was not good. I, mean, I tried. I was okay. <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> I tried. And yeah. uh, the Diddy Award was the Vanguard Award. Uh, Vanguard he won Award. the Global Icon Award. Right. And uh-huh. Mary, Mary brought him out, and uh, he performed for about six minutes. He did... Uh, more money, more problems. Uh, Benjamins. He did. Uh, I saw <laughs> Catch that, please. Goodness, look at me. He brought out uh, City Girl. He, he brought out Carisha. Don't Young forget, Miami. he brought out Keisha Cole. That was the best performance I, right uh, there. Uh, Keisha can sing. By the way, last night is one of my favorite records of all time. Yeah. Like, 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 like literally. Yeah, you cannot be in a bad mood when you hear no. that, even though the song is about. To come and take this pain away, yeah. Last night, that hey. is a classic. Drop on the clues bar for that record. Yeah. yeah, last night was one of my favorite records of all That's time. Hard. You hear me? Well, they killed it last night. I know we got to wrap up. Doja Cat, she killed it last night. She performed. Okay. Uh, Don't forget Cardi B, Meg Thee Stallion performed bongos. Yeah, they performed. You got to play a clip of, of bongos. Yes. Come on now. Play it.
Bongo's grown on me a lot. When I first oh, heard yeah. it, I didn't get it all the way, but mm-hmm. it's grown on me a lot. After seeing the video and that and that performance, but even just hearing it, I'm like, yeah, I get it. But Cardi don't miss. Come on. She really don't. She don't miss. Mm-hmm. Sis don't miss. Sweetie had a rough day at work. Um, Who? Sweetie. Oh, sweetie. I know y'all caught the clips of her kind of flubbing. That's, that's a hard job. I want to just put that out there. That's it a is. hard job. It's her first time, but it was very entertaining, I got to say. Can we hear it? We've got more. We got more from your favorite nominees: more glitz, more glam, and definitely more music coming your way right after the break. And you're not gonna wanna. And you're not gonna wanna miss what we have upcoming on the VMA pre-show. I know that's right. I know that's right. I know that's, <laughs> no, that's right. right. Y'all producers done effed up the teleprompter. Yeah, that's y'all exactly right. I know up. that's right. Yeah, and it was her first time too. I'm sure if she was already nervous and the teleprompter just rolling on her. Poor oh, thing. Poor Cause thing. Because you do rehearse that. Like people yeah. don't realize that you do. Rehearsed that, so clearly something messed up in the teleprompter. Yeah, yeah. well, the, the bad oh, thing it was, like was moving you said, too fast. Yeah, that, that, that's that's the sad thing about it. Like people are blaming on Sweetie. We don't know what happened. And sometimes those teleprompters go out. If you ain't never sometimes, right, sometimes right. they if, move too fast. You ain't sometimes right they move too slow. That's right. Like you can't blame it for somebody who's like you said who hasn't done it before. That's right. If you it, ain't never read off a prompter, don't judge that that yeah, that human. That's right. And the yeah. beautiful thing about being a radio personality, uh, you know, even a comedian, like you can you can have it. You can freestyle. You no. don't have to do it word for word. You can't catch Sweetie off guard like that. You know yeah. what I mean? You want me to freestyle? She should have just started rapping. You know what I'm saying? She said, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me catch the beat. All right. You. Well, that is your rumor report. Thank you, Miko Grind. Hopefully next time we'll get you together right. But they had you all over the place. They had me all uh, over yeah, the place. Yeah. It's all right. I'm going to play it by mine. All right. When we come back, Teslin Figaro will be joining us for some front page news. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. NFL is here. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code ENVY for a special offer when you sign up. That's code ENVY, E-N-V-Y, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hey everybody, it's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got our special guest co-host, Miko Grimes. And let's get in some front page news. What up, kids? What's going on, DJ Envy? Good morning, Miko and Charlemagne the God. Peace, Tess. Good morning. Let's jump right into it, Tess. Let's talk about Spider-Man that erased, uh, that uh, escaped out of prison. Yeah, uh, for those who remember, this is the guy that crab-walked up the prison wall uh, last week. He is still on the run. Now, the convicted killer who escaped from Eastern Pennsylvania prison nearly two weeks ago is considered armed and extremely dangerous now after he stole a rifle from the garage of a local homeowner who fired several shots at the fugitive as he fled. Uh, Let's take a listen. He's killed two people previously. I would suspect that he's desperate enough to use that weapon. We have considered him dangerous right from the very start. It changes nothing. We have always considered him to be a risk. Uh, we just now absolutely know that he has a weapon. And then he stabbed his girlfriend like 38 times. Yeah, he was uh, convicted for murder. Um, we talked about that earlier this week. So, yeah, he's definitely, you know, <laughs> armed and dangerous literally uh, now. So folks there are, you know, concerned and, you know, making sure that they're keeping an eye out. And this guy's just, I guess, well, he's been spotted like, what, nine times? They said they, they we, nine we sightings of him, and they yeah. can't catch him. It's crazy. And they just can't catch this guy. Yeah, I mean, what, he literally is, might be Spider-Man for real. Yeah, what's going on? This man escaped from prison, and he's been on the <laughs> run for nine days. Don't let the conspiracy theorists in me start going. Is this one of them super soldiers <laughs> they was working on, and he escaped? You know what I'm saying? Hey. Like, what the hell's <laughs> happening out here? Why, why, why do they want him free? 
Why are they letting him be free for these nine days? Why they, did they let him out in the first place? What's well, going tell, on here? They're telling people don't don't go near him because he's extremely dangerous. It was like you know people are out and about, stay in the house. They was like this dude is serious business. So and they said let the authorities get him. Don't don't try to be a vigilante and and, and try to get him yourself. Didn't somebody shoot at him? Yeah. But yeah. He's been out nine the homeowner days. did. He, he shot at him. If but he's missed. been out nine days. Doesn't that mean that he did a good job? A great job. This is amazing. Yeah, right? This is skill. The fact is, what, remember I was talking about that the other day. I was like, yo, they should have a reality show yeah. to where if you are able to escape from prison and able to elude, uh, elude, uh, what's the word? Elude, elude police. Elude yeah. police for a, a, a certain amount of time. They got to cut some time off your sentence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not him. He yeah, stabbed some... somebody 30 times. I ain't saying they should let him out. Oh. You know what I mean? I'm just saying no. they should cut a, cut a little bit of... He got life. Maybe you know just what give, I mean? him give him an extra juice or something in prison. Something. Like, something. something. Not an extra juice. <laughs> with well, a life minus two years or something. Yeah, and when you guys saying let the authorities have... I mean, literally over 500 law enforcement officers have been trying to get this guy. The police, the FBI, the ATF, and U.S. Marshals something right. are all, all I hear looking is for this guy. All I yeah. hear is skills. Yeah, something ain't right. Yeah, and, and, and he ducking bullets. Yeah. And he broke yeah. into somebody's house and they shot at him and he ducking bullets. Something ain't right, y'all. Yeah, what, wait, what was he before? Like, what was, what was his background? Well, was we only know. I didn't look into his background. I, I was we just know he was ex-military or... Yeah, right. I I have no idea. I just Jesus. know he murdered his girlfriend and, you know, this, this is where we're at. We're getting to know him now, but he got mad skills. I know that for sure. By the way, I don't so. believe in not engaging. If the man killed his girlfriend and they saying he's oh, a yeah. threat, if you see him in your yard or something, Shoot you know, him, in your house, down. take him out. Take him down. Yeah, well, uh, he tried, but I guess he wasn't a good shot because he tried. So shout out to the homeowner for trying. The homeowner was definitely strapped up because he had a gun on him and then the guy stole his other uh, rifle. So, Jesus. He, he was ready to go. He just missed. So we'll keep following the story. Now let's talk about this sad story in a, a police training exercise. Yeah, I, I wanted to uh, bump this story back up. Uh, the story is actually old. Uh, it happened August 4, 2022. But the Shade Room released the video, the actual video last night of the incident. So a lot of folks were talking about it, sending it to me. Oh, did you hear about this story? And I wanted to remind people this is actually an old story. People maybe didn't catch it. So let's take a listen and uh, we'll talk about it. Police say the training session was held in a lower level room at the Anacostia Library on Good Hope Road Southeast. Its purpose was to teach a group of D.C. library police officers how to use an extendable police baton. Sources familiar with the investigation tell News 4 that when the trainer, described by officials as a retired MPD lieutenant, drew a pistol to illustrate how quickly it could be done, he fired one shot, striking an officer in the chest. She was unconscious and not breathing when emergency responders arrived around 3.30 p.m. D.C. Police Chief Robert Conti spoke at the scene. He was asked why the training included real bullets known as live ammunition. I don't have answers uh, as to why the live firearm was in an Aspaton training. I don't have those answers for you right now. That's sad. Yeah, so she was a 25-year-old uh, Marcia Mayan, and a lot of people, you know, were really you know, shocked by the story, a uh, young woman, a black woman. And again, it was just during the training. And so in that actual video, you see, you know, him panic uh, because it was an accident and just wanted to give everybody the background. This is why this, this, a lot of this stuff takes a long time, you know, to go through the process. They went through a, a lot of uh, pushing, you know, for him to uh, have some criminal charges. And so it took about a year for all of this to kind of, you know, come out in that video. So his name uh, was Jesse Porter uh, and he was, he pled guilty to, 
involuntary manslaughter uh, while uh, armed and unlawful discharge and he was sentenced to three years so mm. again old story but when the clip went out yesterday uh, the facts weren't attached to it on what actually happened folks were saying oh he needs to go to jail what's going to happen next and so all of that has already happened so just kind of shows you, you know, it takes a while to go through the process. Damn. Yeah, very sad case. I mean, anybody who's been through any type of gun training, the first thing they tell you is never point the gun at somebody uh, and mm -hmm. make sure the gun is unloaded. So if it, if the gun accidentally does go off, it's never pointed at a person. Also, even if, if you shoot in any type of movie or series or anything like that, uh, it, it might look like the gun is pointing at somebody, but they never point at the person. It's always a little off to the side where the camera right. looks pointing at somebody, which is very weird of, of why he was actually pointing the gun at somebody. Because that's the first thing they tell you. You never point the firearm at somebody. This might right. be a stupid question, but why do they use real ammo during training? Well, that's the whole to. thing. You have yeah. to. Even when I went and got my license to carry, they mm -hmm. tell you, they make you sign paperwork that actually says if you get shot while you're training, you can't sue. Damn. Yeah, they but, have but in this. Yeah. yeah, in this particular case, he was not supposed to have live ammo. This was in a library. So this was not on like at a training mm -hmm. site or, you know, uh, actual, you know, weapon site. This was in a D.C. library. And she was just trying to they were teaching them how to be, you know, cops for library. So he wasn't supposed to have ammo at all. Definitely wasn't supposed to have live ammo. They don't even know why. That's why the, uh, the chief was saying, I don't know why he had those things. So um, it was actually against. Um, the law, you know, against the law with DC law. So this wow. this was just a sad incident all the way around. Sad. That's horrible, man. Mm -mm. All right. Well, that yeah. is front page news. Thank you, Tiz. Thank you. And make sure you subscribe to Tesla and Figueroa's podcast, the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network, and follow at Tesla and Figueroa on all social media platforms at Tesla and Figueroa. All right. Thank you, Tez. Now, when we come back, we have the CEO of the Zeus Network, uh, Lamel, and also Natalie Nunn. Natalie Nunn. I ain't seen Natalie Nunn in a long time. Well, I seen her last week on, on live when she called you a bitch-ass ninja. Yeah. Oh uh, Lamel be pushing that type of stuff. That's what we That's what we need to get on, okay? Y'all been letting Lamel uh, walk around out here with no smoke, and I don't understand why. Okay. I just want every. I, listen, we all get smoke, right? For yes. different things. Yes. So I want him to get his fair share of smoke because I don't see it. Jesus. Am I tripping? You, you're not. Oh, okay. You're not. All right. Well, we're going to kick it with them when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Natalie Nunn it. Oh, my God. Natalie Nunn. <laughs> Why did you, you feel like we canceled your interview? Because I was told that we were going to come up here last week when the baddies were here. And then I was like, why are we not invited anymore? I don't know. My, one of, we have multiple publicists, so... They lied to you. They must have lied. Yeah, because you had never scheduled. But I'm here now. <laughs> You're here now. So <laughs> let's, let's, let's get into is some... Is he still a bitch-ass <laughs> guy? He know is. That. <laughs> he's, I'm still, I've been wanting to come up here for years after that interview, years ago, because... How long ago was that? It that, was not that, that long ago. That was 10 ago. years ago, Natalie. Okay, well, you still be talking hell of shit. I so. don't, though. <laughs> but I think what happened was uh, somebody took a clip with an old interview mm -hmm. and repurposed it. Because it's been going around again. Yes. And it, I was annoyed all over again. You were annoyed all over again. Yeah. I, I, I understand that. What were you annoyed about in that conversation? Everything. Because you, you used to just be like, <laughs> I don't know. Because I feel like over the years you have gotten a little bit more like, you just used to be an asshole. You're right. And it was just like to the point where like cringe to come up here, you know? I mean, I was always, I was like, Let's go. He gave me donkey of the day on a Friday before. Do you remember that? I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> you used to go in. So, and then the video came back up and I was like, oh yeah, I'm about to go back up to the breakfast club because we got to have a conversation. Well, I, I apologize if uh, anything oh, wow. I said back then 
Hurt what, did your he, what did he say? What did he say? He was just like, well, it was Bad Girls Club days, and he was like, "Oh, you're a big chin, loud mouth. You're never gonna be anything." <laughs> like, that sounds what? like him. That, so- <laughs> like, that sounds who like him. Says that. That sounds like him. <laughs> look, he thinks it's funny though. That's the thing. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and I was just sitting in the chair, and I was I was younger, so I was like, "What the f-? like?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, he just you know used to be rude. Well, a lot of reality TV stars um, really always used to feel some type of way coming up here, especially the females. Well, I apologize to you if that means anything. Thank to you. you, thank you. Yeah, but Thanks. I'm gonna get on Lamel ass though, because Lamel out here, you know, with this damn Zeus network, <laughs> bringing down the black community one show oh, at a time. Shit. We gonna get on Lamel. We gonna get on your ass. Wait a minute. You know I'm still a bad girl, so you might want to be careful. <laughs> my boss look. A, a lot of people do feel that they they feel like that Zeus is is a low when it comes to our people. Showing the fighting, showing the things that sometimes make our community look bad. What is your response to that? You know, we're telling real, authentic stories. You know, we were giving out, you know, opportunities uh, to all sorts of folks. I don't look at it like I'm doing anything different than HBO and Netflix and well, that's other that's platforms. that's fiction though. Well, they have a lot of reality shows. They have a lot of unscripted shows that. I ain't you never know, seen nobody on HBO get I, busted it, over the head well, and have a gas listen, so deep that they had to go get stitches. Hey, listen, if HBO has shows like Real Sex. They have shows that they end up showing the real. You know, I don't know. I think I think for me, because I'm black owned, you know, we're young, we're new, we're hot. I think, you know, people are feeling away and... I commend you on the infrastructure. I commend you on what yeah. you've built. It's hard to build any type of subscription-based platform to have... I think you got like a million subscribers. Yeah, we, we have, we have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, he does this every time. <laughs> we have a lot of subscribers. Yeah, I heard y'all got I, a lot of subscribers. Have, you know what I mean? So I commend that. But I, you know, green lighting. You know, Krishan and Blueface show. That wasn't me bringing down the black community. I mean, that, that's that we just, you know, we allowed them to tell their story in their way. We we made sure it was raw, it was real, uncensored, unfiltered. Um, a lot of people didn't like that because they were fighting each other during it and, and it was showed and I guess people want to know is there balance on your network and not just continuously that's the problem. fighting yeah, I, you know I, I don't think is every- there a positive show is there a this because in all these yeah, networks yeah. I mean well we have we have tons of shows on the platform I think folks highlight some of our you know our hit shows mm-hmm. and that's the ones that they focus on but I, I think we have we have fitness shows we have short form content we have some scripted we have doses Drea has a show on the network I think we have dating shows mm-hmm. um, you know One More Chance we had uh, Tokyo Tony's dating show B. Simone Quay Bobby Lights B. Know. Simone was on there I didn't know B. Simone had a show yeah, on there yeah, yeah, yeah. she was yeah, early days uh, around the time we first launched I mean, you know, the real Black China I mean that was a real show had a lot of heart I mean, our shows have, you know, uh, so many different components to it. I think that the Baddie show, uh, Baddies, is is one of our hit shows. I think Jocelyn's Cabaret is is a hit show, and I think people focus on that Krishan and Bluefish. Those are hit shows. I watched the hour. I watched Jocelyn's Cabaret for the first <laughs> time last week. Just hilarious. Uh, had me watch an episode. I saw three fights in one episode. <laughs> Jesus. The girl hey. got hit so bad. <laughs> she had a gas so deep in her head that she had to go to the hospital. Right. Yeah. See, see y'all, don't, y'all don't play like the other networks. Like, I know VH1 and uh, MTV sometimes. If there is a fight, the person is suspended. Y'all just, it's reality. It's reality. Um, I mean, there are there are consequences for things that happen, you know, on set when people do things. I mean, I look, I'm a little different than most CEOs when it comes to working with certain folks when things happen. 
I don't know. I think I think we I have a great relationship with a lot of our content partners. I'm a little bit more lenient when it comes to certain things. I understand. I mean, we have real conversations about things that happen, whether it's Natalie or Jocelyn or China or Blueface, Krishan. I mean, we have real conversations. So, you know, I understand. I'm I'm just a little bit more you know flexible. I'm not. We're not a traditional network. You know, we're non-traditional. We're mm-hmm. independent. We are black-owned, and so. You know, we, we understand the folks that we're working with as well. Some of them, you know, may not pass the, the, the psyche valves. Hey! Or the, or the, or the Y'all do valves. psych evaluations? <laughs> we, we, if we need to do some, we, we'll do some. We do background checks. We do, we, do, we do our due diligence when it comes to folks that we work with. But for me, it's just about giving people an opportunity to tell their story. And some networks aren't looking to work with people. I see value. I see value in all of our cast members, all of our talent, all of our content partners. And so I think everybody's different. Everybody has a different story to tell. And uh, we just provide those opportunities it's, to have to have hundreds of people working for your network, giving jobs. I mean, that's on and behind, uh, in front of the screen and and behind the scenes is is a big deal for me. Let me ask you, yeah. how did for people that don't know, you know, what was the idea of this network? How did you get this network started, and how did you get it off the ground? He was in a club and saw a yeah. bunch of girls. Fighting. <laughs> There you go. I mean, that's exactly what's on Sade Room. We can record it ourselves and put it on TV. Not not at all. Um, No, I I think for me, uh, originally, I wanted to launch a a, a television network. I come from working with parents who own networks. So I just just thought it was... You said you come from parents that's... That owns television networks. Okay. Oh, your parents Um, own like local cable? Yeah. I think you told us that before. Yeah, yeah. And so for me, it was just important to launch my own network. But I I felt like the, the Netflix model was the new wave. You know, all about convenience, choice, and control. You know, uh, subscription model. You know, VOD. All that stuff was just like the new wave. And so for me, I just wanted to get ahead of it. And you know, I aggregated a lot of content partners. And kind of my my motto or philosophy in the beginning was, you know, we're putting the hands back into the power of the, the, the content creators. Mm-hmm. And you know, we want to empower them. We wanted to let them tell their stories. And so we, like I said, I aggregated a lot of uh, t- folks to come be a part of the network. So I think for me it was just it was just really about empowering the, the the content you know creators and the talent and giving them different types of deals and allowing them to tell their stories and so for me I launched the network in 2018 we've been up and running for over five years and you know it's been growing and scaling ever since and so when did you start making money when did, when did you start making money how long did I mean, it we, take it took it took a minute to make some money um there was a little bit of trial and error uh and you know we had a little bit of experimentation when it comes to certain projects mm-hmm. but how much is the subscription six uh five nine six dollars five ninety nine five ninety nine five ninety nine and what was the what was the first show? What was your first show to take off? That was like, uh, oh, this is it. We had a couple shows. Um, we had, you know, blame it on Quay show actually did fairly well for us when we first like started moving and getting things going. The mm-hmm. B Simone show did really well. Then you know, wow. uh, one more chance. Uh, <laughs> a uh, one more chance wow. did uh, really well, and and then Black China just kind of really took us over the top. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, Clay 
Jim Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man (laughs) because she is on the prowl. 
Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, it's DJ Envy, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Lamel Plummer and Natalie Nunn. You know, he's the CEO of the Zeus Network. And now, what about the, the partnership with Floyd Mayweather? Was uh-huh. that... Yeah, that was what? great. We we you know we partnered with Floyd and the Money Team, and that was fun. shout out to you know Daryl Farmer and Walt <clears throat> and uh, you know um, uh, Rella. Is that profitable? And, yeah, Rella and Jonah. Yeah, they all did a great job making it happen. But Floyd loves working with us. We love working with Floyd. We we do good business together. You know, he's a great partner, and uh, the fights are, are fun. I, I mean, want to do fun. another I did, did. I was on the undercard. Yeah, with her, Tommy, her and Tommy right? fought. I they were another card. You know, Floyd. <laughs> Floyd, you know, we, we are fun. talking about some 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 other fights, but we, that we fight looked so pitiful. It looked like y'all were so damn tired. <laughs> I was I wanted to keep going. It was her who just fell to the ground. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Get up. Tired. She was tired. <laughs> Did you have a chin guard on? Oh, you know what, Charlemagne? Not today. <laughs> no, not today. Yeah. Not today. <laughs> listen. He's still a ass you see? That's why I'm not gonna let him slide too much. Listen. Now you posted a picture and everybody thought you had surgery. They thought you shortened your chin. I didn't even know that you could, that's possible. Was now, that see, call no. him a no. ass. No, I'm not. I'm not calling. Now call him a the rumor. Yeah, nobody, see, that wasn't no was, rumor. I ain't never see that. Listen, was that a rumor? It was a rumor, and it, you, it's sir. a rumor. But I feel like what happened was <clears throat> when I first got in in Hollywood, I was like probably 125 pounds. I was like 24 years old. Mm-hmm. So you know, fast forward 13 years, my body's changed. I feel like I, when people grow into their whatever. <laughs> So I'm like, I grew into my chin. Now they're mad because they have nothing else to talk about. Now Nicki Minaj mentioned you too. So hold on, so you didn't get, there wasn't no... No, I didn't get, no, I just got, I gained more weight. Like, well, not 125 pounds anymore, so yeah. I put it on in my face, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Do you like uh, the East Coast? you look great. Though. Thank I, you, Levy. I, I think, I, I, there's nothing wrong with your chin. You, no, yeah, Nicki said something about it. And when she said something about my chin in her new song, there was a whole viral moment that I had my chin. Now, why is she not a bitch ass No, because that's sis. That's big sis. What did you she know? say about that chin? And now, and chin I'm, check like Natalie Nott. I think was something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. said, what she said, even if I, you guys are annoying because now everybody does this everywhere <laughs> we go. Um, she just said, even if my name was Natalie Nunn, you still couldn't chin check me. <laughs> that's a good double on time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You be chin that's checking people. I mean, you know, my big one. What about in the winter? Will you wear a chinchilla? You know what? I'm not doing this today. It's Charlamagne. See, and then when I get on his ass, then he's mad. Then when I just randomly am at bars in New York, where the f- Charlamagne? I was like, the only thing I, I saw about that video was I was like, well, which one of y'all canceled Natalie Nunn's interview? Because I didn't know nothing about it. That's we didn't know said. nothing about it. We were yeah. confused. I guess it was I don't know it was like three different publicists that work obviously at Zeus and then my I publicist I think it was a mis- miscommunication but you, you, y'all were up here after the old one that's something like yeah. it was never a problem situation how many times Natalie been up here she been up here a few times right like three this yes. is my so why would we ban you he, him because oh, I banned him. him he banned you banned my chin he didn't ban me so that's why I'm here actually the acronym is banned <laughs> well Natalie why do people think you're scared of Jocelyn that's what Jess Hilarious says. No, so I know Jess. Jess has favorites. That's okay. My favorite was her and Jess. Jess. Her and Jess got, y'all got a little thing yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, she just We need, we need to get Jess on me. baddies. Yeah, for sure. No, she don't want to do no, that. We're not doing that. No, <laughs> said, no, no, we're not no. We're not she don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's the problem with Jocelyn? And then what's the problem with Jess? No, I don't have a problem with, okay, so look, let's, let's be very clear. I think with Jocelyn and I, you know, we both, I... I feel like we both came into the industry around the same time, we could say, um, in the reality TV world, in that lane. Um, you know, she owned her lane, 
at the time for Love and Hip Hop, and mm-hmm. I definitely owned the Bad Girls Club. We all can just say that about the two of us. So, you know, when it came down to me coming to Zeus, um, I think she was already like three seasons in mm-hmm. on Jocelyn's Cabaret, and I've always supported her show. Like, mm-hmm. I've always reposted, posted it up. I mean, can you agree to that? Let me. Yeah. I've always, I don't, it, it was never like a, a uh, you know, but I think, you know, when once Baddies came and kind of did our thing um, and started taking off a little more, and now obviously it's the season four, I think it be, started becoming more of just like a competition in, in the sense of like, who's the queen of Zeus or whose show is running Zeus. Um, you know, uh, listen, I'll say they both they both do an amazing job. Hey, I, um, I, I, I love Jocelyn. I love Natalie. I love all our content partners. I think that, you know, it's just a little healthy competition. Jocelyn's show does incredibly well. And shout out to Jocelyn Ballistic, the mm-hmm. success of Jocelyn's Cabaret. We, we just, you know, uh, Jocelyn's, uh, Jocelyn's Cabaret New York is airing and is doing incredibly well. Uh, I have a great relationship with both of them. Um, they do interact sometimes and you know it's been a little up and down from time to time but I think for the most part I think they it's up and down like y'all have an audience behind the scenes yeah we do would y'all box would y'all box like you box Tommy I mean I would but I don't know if she would (laughs) why y'all ain't record that I mean, I, I would. Jocelyn, Jocelyn's focus is her music and her show. I don't think she wants to do that. Um, I think she could get in the ring with you for the right. Y'all place. make a lot of money. That'd be I, a good. I, like, That'd be I, fun I'm to call for the next floor. Yeah, that, hey, I'm down. <laughs> no, so I, it's not. It's 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 not like a. I also think people stir it up. I think people like jazz or people like What's your you know the jazz? fans. She well, that she said you know she'll say things like oh you She's know. She's a comedian also too though. I know. I, listen, I let everybody live. What I, did Jess say? Okay, well originally Jess started Put him with, on bad boy. She started off by saying that Tanisha was her favorite from Bad Girls Club and that um, I shouldn't be running Bad Girls Club over at Zeus. That's how it started. And I was like, what is she talking about? Like, you know, so she started with that. Then the second thing was when Krishan and Blueface's show came and, you know, my name's in the credits as an executive producer, she went on to say Natalie is exploiting Krishan and making all this money off of her and there's a whole thing on YouTube if you Google it. Like, she just went on a rant. Mm -hmm. And so, I just be like... How is a, another female, are you going to be mad at me for just working? I'm just doing my job. Like, let me said, you know, we're just following people's stories. I'm right. not telling Krishan to do this. I'm not telling Krishan to, you know, we're just following them. It's just raw, uncensored, you know, uh, whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how am I exploiting her? Like, what? And like, you know, I the get, only I, thing I would correct Jeff on is, is not just you exploiting her, it's Lemmy too. No, but we're no, not. But, we're not. Don't Jessica, start, Charlemagne. But Jessica no. had her opinion. She got her opinion. Yeah. No, oh, uh, Jess, Krishan, Krishan and no. the shows. Oh, first of all, I love Jess. She's great. Um, oh, God. I, I don't have an issue with Jess. I don't have an issue. I mean, I lost her when you saw her. Yeah, I, I told try, her to get you, the you out got, of our section. Well, you guys were getting into it. I was trying to calm yeah, her down, okay. and I was like, hey, well, oh. you know, she... She, Y'all got into it somewhere? Yeah, it we were in, at... It um, was in... Uh, when you sponsored... Houston, in Houston. Let me sponsor that Tycoon Weekend, one of the sponsors with 50 yeah. Cent. And they were kind of having a little thing. But I... I Who, I, Jess and Natalie? Yeah, she was yeah, randomly going, walking to our section trying to grab our bottle and drink. Like, you were just talking shit. Jess. No, no. Jess like, you were just talking shit. Who wants to smoke? Me. Listen, Jess is... Jess, Jess, and Nat, they both listened to me in that moment. It... It Calm was down. It, it it was we diffused yeah. it and 
you know, I don't think they've talked ever since. But I think you guys should talk. I think this you was, I thought she was, yeah, this, this was, was last year. It was Taco Weekend in Houston, yeah, right? Like a year ago. never tell me y'all almost got into oh, a fight. Oh, but what did yeah. you ask me about, Krishan? That we're exploiting them. Yeah, why do you exploit her? I don't even know. You can see why people would think that, though, if they don't know. How are we telling grown people? We cannot tell. First of all, I don't I don't exploit Blueface and Krishan. They're very, they're executive producers. Um, they're very aware of what we're filming. They are very hands-on with the post-production uh, aspect. They watch the cuts before they, they are released. They give notes. They are very hands-on. We don't even exploit. We don't exploit. We don't exploit our talent. We don't no, exploit. We don't and do that. I, and that, that narrative <clears throat> needs to stop. I mean, every, yeah, that pissed every, me off. Everybody is that. pretty hands-on and aware. We don't control what people do. I can't control like. There's no universe where I can control Tommy and how she comes off on camera. She did she did a great job. She was a producer. She was hands on with Baddies West, and I love Tommy. She's great, but she's gonna be Tommy. Just like I have no control over Natalie. She's gonna do Natalie. I have no control over Blueface, Krishan, Kr- mm-hmm. you know, Jocelyn. They, I love all of them, and you know, I appreciate that they love the relationship with me and Zeus, and they do their thing. And I think that people appreciate, which is part of the success of Zeus. Uh, at this current time, you know the the real realness right. and the the rawness of of uh, and the authentic, authenticity piece of it all. I will right, well, keep a lock. We got more with Lamel Plummer and Natalie Nunn. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, morning everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Lamel Plummer and Natalie Nunn. You know he's the CEO of the Zeus Network. Charlemagne, you do have a double major in sociology, mm-hmm. sociology and communication. Mm-hmm. Which, when you was here 10 years ago, that's one of the things I said. I was like, don't you want to utilize those degrees? Do you feel like you're utilizing them now? Yes, for sure. I feel like now that I'm like executive producing baddies, (laughs) I deal with all of the girls every day. Like, uh, I'm hands-on, you know, with Lemmy and the team, whether it's casting, um, you know, working with the girls on camera and off camera. Just, you know, I feel like my communications... um, degree definitely helps in that field because mm-hmm. for some reason I could smack the shit out of a girl and we could still have a conversation five minutes after um, and then even then you know sociology I really understand a lot of the girls and, and just any even the bad boys like um, you know the study of people is really you know what sociology is so I feel like I definitely am able to u- utilize both of my degrees I think I told you that before even you know when I was up here years ago but like reality TV I've, I've I think that is really what's helped me be a reality star and now even uh, like a boss because I can literally sit there, listen to them. Get, I get it. I get it. And, you know, work with them. And it's yeah. helped you to, man, to manipulate people, right? Sure. Because, because you know what you're doing on social media. And I guess that's the only thing that I'd be tripping off because, like, you know, even last week when you went to the whole uh, tirade, oh, Charlamagne, uh, yeah, but I'm like, and I knew she you knows were gonna, what she's I, uh, doing. I do know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> But I know but I know these things. I guess that's the he's only thing. Great, I, hey, he's a great story producer. He is really good. I just, I just want people to see he's more of that producer. side. Okay. Because people do follow you. Mm-hmm. They do watch you. Mm-hmm. And I think you owe it to these people to show them all of that whole totality of Natalie Nunn. I think they they're getting it. I mean, bad, the thing is is like I do feel like I live two lives, and I'm gonna be honest, because I you know, I'm on reality shows with other females that you probably would not see me with all the time and every day, but we're living together for a month and a half, two months, whatever, while we're filming. And then I go home, you know, I have like family. And so, you know, my friends from home. And so it is like a balance for me. I have to, you know, tap back into, you know, being the boss 
baddie now. I, mm-hmm. I don't really, I'm not on the show like Bad Girls Club 10 years ago, like being manipulative and doing, I'm, I actually am in just sitting there like, so how can we figure this out, girls? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if you guys want to fight it out, fight it out. If not, like, you know, so I, I have grown up. But I can still be very manipulative, you know, especially... Sociology degree. Yeah. Yeah. And you was an athlete. Didn't yeah, you go to the Junior yeah. Olympics? I did. I played soccer at USC. See what I'm saying, yeah. Natalie? Like, people need to see that. That's why I get well, frustrated at Because I'm like, you're more than just the reality yeah, show for sure. Person. I mean, you. but we. I feel like over the, what is it, 14 years now of me being on reality TV, people know that, you know? They know. They mm-hmm. know. They know. How do you keep yourself from really getting mad, though? Like when you like when you're really about to get upset, like what do you do? Chin up, shoulders back, breathe. <laughs> Tell yourself you got this. I wouldn't take that. What? This, this is what he does. Like, y'all make, y'all make everything a joke. Up. Like what are you talking about? You said pull up. That's the technique my therapist tells me to do that. Uh, yes, chin up, shoulders back, oh my breathe. God. You got this. That's a technique your therapist will tell you to do. Chin up. Show me again. Chin up. Shoulders back. Shoulders back. Breathe. Smack the out of. No, no, the thing is, is, you know, the girls do do still to this day. And I think at this point, because of where I'm at, you know, like even especially at Zeus, I mean, Mm -hmm. everybody wants to be at at the top. So Mm -hmm. they they find a way to come for me, whether, you know, if it's Tommy coming on my show. And again, like I got in the ring with Tommy. We did our big one. We fought at the reunion because it was it was more than just. The words and the bickering. Now it's like you're you're trying to come for a spot that's not your spot. And let's just be very clear: like you're just you're on my show, which is baddies is my show, and have a little respect. But the thing about females are they're just really catty, and it's mm-hmm. just never gonna. Mm-hmm. That is never gonna change. Girls are catty, jealous. They can be malicious. Just they could be very nasty individuals. So I feel like now for me, the only way I'm gonna really snap and smack the shit out of a bitch. Is if you're really with my money or you're, you're doing some weird, shit. you're being mm-hmm. weird behind the scenes. That's when it can get ugly. So I, I got in the ring with Tommy. We did our thing and she still, you know, I think it was what Floyd Mayweather. We can try to pull up on me at a little spot in uh, South Beach. I have nothing to do. I have nothing to do with this, this stuff. So, How many I times y'all going to fight? Like, I told her to come inside, but she was just outside doing, you know, taunting. Are y'all going to be 50 fighting? <laughs> you know, the housewives was just, they're 50 fighting. I'm only in my 30s. That don't make it right, though. I didn't say it was right, but I'm just saying we get. I get backlash for that too. Well, we appreciate you guys for joining us. And yes. I think I think we're going to continue to see a lot of evolution from Natalie Nunn, just like people see continue to see a lot of evolution from me. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I think that you're going to continue to grow. Thank you. And I think we're going to start to see the whole totality. What's of gonna, Natalie What's going to grow? Not my chin. No, <laughs> Natalie, I am, <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you this sincerely. Uh-oh. I'm sending you nothing Thank but you. positive energy, so love, much. and light. I want you to keep your head up, Thank keep you. your chin up, and most importantly, keep smiling because Thank life's you. a beautiful thing. Thank okay, you so there's much. so much to smile. So we're about. cool now. So we're cool. We never Can I get cool. a hug, Charlemagne? Come on. <sighs> Oh, that's so sweet. That was so nice. Well, there you have it. But hold on, we just—I wanted to say one other thing. You got to talk about your show. That's oh, yeah. dropping oh this Baddies drops this Sunday. This Sunday, Baddies East. Baddies East. East. So we're on the East Coast. Okay. And it's the—it it is, it is, it is crazy. It, this season is really. It, we, we got Suki on there. Mm-hmm. We got Mariah Lynn. Mm-hmm. Mariah, you got Krishan. Krishan's on there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm getting backlash for that. Ro- we got Roly. We got. Why season, are you getting backlash for? I mean, well, she's on there performing and stuff, and she was pregnant. People were like, "Ah, she's pregnant." Yeah. Well, her sister's on there too. Her sister's on uh, there too, so she was there with her. We have Roly. Roly's returning. Scotty's returning. Scotty with the body. Um, who else uh, is oh returning? God. Big Eve's returning. Oh yeah, she, uh, she's. But the the show does come out this Sunday. Yeah. Uh, this Sunday, uh, this September seventeenth premieres. premieres September seventeenth. So we're really really excited about uh, Baddies East and. Uh, you know, the fans great. are so excited about Batty Z's. Like the East Coast. Oh, hi, it might have been my favorite. There. Hi, my name Camilla. is Camila. Camila. Who else is on there? It's a big. This was a, this is a big season for real. Like this is yeah. probably Anna. Um, yeah, Anna. Smiley. Oh God, Smiley. <laughs> the, that's going viral right now. That's that she she snatched Mariah Lynn's chain. Lemmy Plummer doesn't care about black women. <laughs> Lemmy Plummer. Lemmy Plummer doesn't listen, care I, about black listen, women. Let me say this. Get on him the way y'all get on me. Go on social media. No, 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 Don't let me down. We're not even going to manifest it. I, this, is, this is what I. This is, he is crazy. Yeah, listen, I, I, will, I will say this. I, I love all of our talent. I know there's been, you know, uh, folks that have worked with us that, you know, there's been some challenging times, but I love. Whoever you are out there, just know if we've ever had any, you know, hardships. I love you. I I appreciate love, everything, love, you, love, love. everything that you've done. I appreciate everybody that's, you know, contributed to the growth and success of Zeus. Mm-hmm. Um, I love you. If I don't mention you all the time, I'm sorry. You know, for folks that may, you know, be mad at me at, at this moment, I love you. I'm sorry uh, I ever hurt you, you know, or did anything that, right. I, you know, I, I, I love you. You ain't I even love. got canceled yet and you apologize. I'm well, just saying. He's good. He's getting ahead of him. He's getting ahead of him. When they get on you, just call me and no, I'll walk you through it. He's trying to story produce me. I'll just walk you through it. Let me. It's good to let everybody know. I love everybody. I love everybody. I love everybody. We appreciate you for coming. Thank you. I love you, DJ. And I love you too, man. Hey, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yes. Yes. Let's get right to the room. He already apologizing. He yes. ain't even Listen up. Listen up. Well, known for being a, a loud mouth. I got 17 years in this business. You need me? I got to see you. Tell her. Tell Made it. This is the rumor report. Sorry. I'm a truth teller. Nico Grimes. Nico. I got to see you, baby. Tell him what the business is. All right, Mika, what we got? All right, so you guys have probably heard about Houston Rockets. Kevin Porter Jr. fracturing his girlfriend's vertebrae here mm. in New York City. This is a very tragic story. I, th- I believe we got some audio for that. Mm-hmm. New details, it. NBA player Kevin Porter's bail was set at $75,000 after he pleaded not guilty to assaulting and strangling his girlfriend in a Manhattan hotel. Prosecutors <clears> say <throat> the 23-year-old attacked his 26-year-old girlfriend at the Millennium Hotel on the east side early yesterday morning. They say Porter repeatedly punched her in the face and squeezed her neck so hard that he broke at least one bone. Jesus. The Man. NBA and the Houston Rockets say they are also investigating. That's so tragic. Now, I always like to wait for everything to come out before mm-hmm. I pick a side, but I'm picking a side right here. This mm-hmm. sounds awful. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to put her name out there, Kaiser Kondrezik. She's She was a lottery pick for the Indiana Fever and the oh, she's WNBA. A ball too. Yeah, she's okay. a ball player. Mm-hmm. And apparently there's been uh, a history of abuse. Um, she has a sister um, whose whose name is Calabria Haw- uh, Haskins. She was married to Dwayne Haskins, who was an NFL quarterback mm-hmm. for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was, did you guys hear about that? He got hit by a dump truck uh, last year in Fort Lauderdale? No. Uh-uh. Yeah. 
reported. Oh, we reported. Yes, you yeah. reported. He got hit by a dump oh, on truck. On the side of the road. On yeah, the side of the road. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's spinning around. That's the the his wife is this girl's sister. sister. Oh wow. wow. Right. So the sister went on her Instagram and she wrote she at him Kevin Porter Jr. If you think you're gonna touch my sister and not get touched, count your effing days. Better hope and pray you'll be able to ever walk again, let alone dribble. You may have gotten away with this stuff in the past because your mama ain't raised you right. But we spank little punk painting nail sissy wenches like you every day. Mm -hmm. Don't show up to the crib. We going to do it to you, little wench. Mm -hmm. That's before you got arrested? No, this is after After he got arrested. And she has him saved in her phone as Kevin Downlow Porter Jr., the sister Dang. has him saved as that. So apparently this has been going on for a while. He was also arrested in 2020 um, for having a gun in his car. I heard about that one and as marijuana, well. marijuana, yeah. And marijuana, yeah. So apparently there's been a history of abuse uh, here. Um, have the Houston Rockets cut him yet? Or? They have not um, made a statement yet because they're waiting for, you know, you, you always got to make yeah. sure you wait until somebody's actually guilty of something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if the, if she was running down the hallway, I'm pretty sure they have footage of this. She Any was cameras, bloody. Yeah. She was bleeding. and broke a bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they said, uh, I, I guess this is what the report said in the paper today, the Daily News, that I guess he can't, he got back from, I guess, partying, they believe, and the door mm-hmm. was locked and he couldn't get in. So he had to get, you know, hotel security to get him in. And he was upset about that. But like you said, uh, that it ain't happened. ain't no reason to do all that. No, nah, but it happened. They said some of it in the hallway. So hopefully there are cameras there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, very sad, man. I mean, she's the, the young lady's 26 years old. And yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's horrible. And then also uh, from a business perspective, if the Rockets cut him, they still got to pay him, right? Um, it depends. Like there's more, there's gotta be morality. There, there, it depends. These, these type of things are a little touchy, but I do also want to say that her godfather, his name is John Lucas. He is in the front office of the Houston Rockets as well. Mm. So this is like mm. all types of messiness, and it sounds like he might need some help for real. And they said he had a, the, the best, uh, I guess, the, the best season last year. He averaged yeah. 20 points and all yeah. that. Other, but I mean, he should be cut. You don't put your hands and strangle. strangle somebody to they, they break a bone in his neck. No, man, neck? I, I what kind of rage were you in? Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Well, I guess that's why they say you got to investigate, even though you hear all of these details. Mm-hmm. Like Miko said, they got to wait until everything's fully played out. Correct. Just for business purposes, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, because if you if you fire him and, and let's stranger things have happened, let's say she did something to him, which I don't know why what will warrant what he did either mm-hmm. way but let's just yeah, say he does out. have you know a defense of some kind and you fire him now you're lost you're, lo- yeah, you're yeah. liable yeah you're liable yeah so they have to wait but but they he has to be in court uh october 16th here and they have a preseason game uh he'll probably miss that but he does have to be back in court here in manhattan october 16th we're That's definitely horrible. sending healing energy to that young lady absolutely and that, and that woman i mean 26 years old is oof oh oof, my oof, God. In other uh, news, and um, I feel her sister. By the yeah, way, I absolutely sister. feel her yeah, sister. Yeah. And I'm sure it's not that, just her sister feel like that. Yeah, I'm her, sure she her, got her mama, yeah. her daddy, her Brothers, uncle, yeah, everybody. Boxes, I feel her like, whole family. I, been, I'm sure they've like, been going through a lot too as a family. I believe their brother passed away not too long ago as well. So the the other sister's husband was was killed in that, and that, mm-hmm. there was foul play. Apparently, he was drugged. Or the the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. accident. I remember yeah. that now. Yeah, we reported that one. Yeah, and you so. got to think of situations like that. Nobody gonna wait uh, for for law enforcement to do their job if you if you that young lady's family. No, that, you, all you see is your, your niece or your daughter or your <laughs> sister bloody, and they're talking about a Absolutely. broken bone in her neck. Are you, you kidding yeah, me? You're not you're not waiting. I don't want to wait for nothing. No, nah, you're not waiting for the law yeah. to handle that. That's why she probably posted on her story. She probably like that's the bat signal. But <laughs> that's throwing that cap that's in the cap. That's throwing the cap in the air. 
Yeah, man. But um, I hope that she um, recovers well. That's tough. Um, you want me to go to the next room or what's no, no, no. hand swinging? Now we got to we, we, we wrap it up. We <laughs> took a little too long on that one. And that's uh, Miko with the room Word, report. Worthy story to take time with. That. Absolutely. Now, Charlamagne, who are you giving that down to? Man, four after the hour. Uh, we need a woman named Jessica Carlin to come to the front of the congregation. We would like to have a word with her because, you know, a lot of times here at the Breakfast Club, I want to go to HR. But what happens when HR does something to you? What? Wow. Who do you go to when HR does something to you? We'll discuss. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hiring isn't cheap. With new hires costing almost $5,000, you want to get it right. Four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate on the first day. Get hiring right. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast to try ZipRecruiter for free. Damn, the hee haw again. It's time for Donkey of the Day. I'm ain't trying to be Donkey today no more. They should be embarrassed by what they already did. I'm not making these people do these things. Call Donkey of the Day and... It really caught me off guard. Damn, Charlemagne, who got the donkey of the day today? Well, Jess Hilarious, donkey of the day for Wednesday, September 13th, goes to a human resources manager at an Oregon property maintenance company named Jessica Carlin. Please keep in mind that I said she's HR, human resources. Now, Jessica Carlin is the HR uh, supervisory human resources worker at the company she works at, and she's being accused of harassing a Spanish employee without consequence. Of course, it's without consequence because she's the person who folks go to when they want to administer the consequences. Okay, everybody reports to HR y'all when they have issues in the workplace so who the hell you going to report to when the person causing you issues is hr well what did jessica carlin do jessica did something that is very inappropriate and something that i would never ever even think of doing jessica carlin is being accused of sending a large black chocolate (laughs) penis and scrotum to a janitorial manager named Steven Urenda at a company called Dasher Lights LLC with the message, eat a Dick Gregory on the inside box cover. All right, that's right. She sent a chocolatey Chuck Dickens, a delicious ding-a-ling, a tasty twig and berries to Steven with a note that said, eat a Dick Van Dyke. All right, she should have sent a message that said, hungry, eat a D. Or you're not yourself when you're hungry, eat a D. Who would ever send something like that to somebody? What a sick, sick, sick world we live in where people are sending their body parts to folks in their workplace. Who does that? Okay, whether it's in the form of a uh, of chocolate or a cake or a mold of a private part, how inappropriate. Okay, who would do such a thing? And who does one report to when it's actually HR doing it to you? Now, according to the New York Post and the Daily Mail, Jessica Carlin allegedly sent the president and harassed the Spanish employee forcing him to resign due to the hostile work environment. Now, Stephen is seeking $525,000 in damages following the alleged racist harassment caused by the big chocolate penis. Now, listen, I can understand the harassment part, but why is this considered racist? Because it was a black chocolate penis? Huh? Would you have preferred a brown caramel penis since you're Spanish? Now, why is Jessica Carlin getting donkey of the day exactly? Well, she's getting donkey of the day because she sent this milk chocolate magic stick to Steven Urenda, and she mistakenly left her own name on the package (laughs) and later admitted sending it. I mean, she had no choice, right? What a rookie move. Now, get this. She didn't get fired. Instead, her company offered Steven a $50 gift certificate to Chipotle and a promised apology from Jessica Carlin. 
I don't know if the gift certificate was actually Chipotle, but in my mind, it was Chipotle, okay? Maybe Taco Bell. That's why this Spanish brother thought it was racist. But apparently, he took the gift certificate, but Jessica never said sorry. And since she never said sorry, he filed a lawsuit. Now, this is why apologies are important. If you hurt someone, just apologize. Apologizing reestablishes dignity for those you hurt. Letting the hurt person know that you know it was your fault, not theirs, and it helps them feel better. Okay, apologize helps repair relationships, especially in the workplace. You know, you get people talking again. An apology makes people feel comfortable with each other. But instead, Jessica Carlin didn't apologize, which is the equivalent of telling this man to sit down, eat your burrito bowl, and be quiet. Now, would you like to hear more? Jessica Carlin really was terrorizing this man. Jessica, a few days prior to sending the gift, called Stephen a huge Dick Tracy to management and that's what prompted her to send the package to his house according to court documents Stephen's wife and daughter were home when this one-eyed chocolatey chunk of heaven was sent and they were deeply disturbed rightfully so now was the gift the gift was purchased you're not gonna believe this and don't you write this down when you hear it envy the gift was purchased at a company called D at your door <laughs> I am not making this up. I'm not this good, okay? They do custom deliveries of crude edibles, and 89% of people who purchased penis from this store gave them five-star reviews. All right, the company wrote online, roses are $2,000. Chocolate is even better, a chocolate D. This milk chocolate D in a box is perfect for a special occasion or just a friendly reminder to eat a dick, Clark, Okay. What makes Jessica Carlin an even bigger donkey is that the whole point of this company is to remain anonymous, <laughs> okay? They ship anonymously on purpose. So her dumbass had to go out of her way to intentionally put her name on this dick york. Now, Steve's lawyer said to allow a supervisory employee in a position of power, especially one with responsibility for human resource functions, to act in such a blatantly racist and harassing manner toward an employee is inexcusable enough. But the retaliation my client received while advocating for some basic human dignity and a safe working environment went the step beyond. <sighs> I'm still trying to figure out why this is racist. Maybe I need more details. Inappropriate, yes, but racist? Eh. Why? Because it was black? What's crazy is I never knew that black penis was worth $525,000. I always thought it was worth forty. The moral of the story is everybody grow up, okay? I just don't understand what kind of world we live in when people think it's normal to do this kind of stuff. And what a chocolate-covered pickle you find yourself in when it's HR doing it to you. Please give Jessica Carlin the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, mm. now you are the donkey mm. of the Strange world can I, we live in. Can you tell me the name of the company again? It's called um, D at your door. <laughs> D but, at your but door. But actual, spell it out. Okay. So, yeah. so, let me ask you a question. Why you? Why your mouth watering? <laughs> <laughs> why you? Why because you up to he, he probably, you heard, you he probably his, wanted it to be a light skin no, penis. No, 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 mouth no, 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 no. I say a little drool. Crazy. Human Resources sent that man a penis, and he got $500,000. Chocolate covered penis. No, he's suing for five. dollars He's suing. He ain't he got, got nothing, nothing yet. He got a $50 gift certificate to possibly Taco Bell. So a co-worker sent me an ass an ass with his scrotum. Your, your, your scrotums was on that? What are you talking about? The, the ass you sent him. He talking about you. I know he is. I don't know what you're talking about. How much do you think I could get? 
Oh, you could eat. Well, I don't even know what you're talking about. You could probably get more. Why? Because they, there's probably a bigger bag over here. You could you could have you know that you're important. Can I say it's racist because it was a, a dog skin ass? You should shut up. <laughs> That's what you should do. You you should shut up. Envy. You wanted <laughs> okay. it to be. That's wanted, what you should do. You wanted it to be what color? DJ Envy. You should yeah. shut up. No. Okay. What did you send me, sir? I didn't send did you nothing. You? Okay. What, what did you, he say? You, you shit better shut Tell up. on him. Tell. Nope. Tell. Nope. You saving it? I'm, I'm gonna. You gonna save it? Put it in my next book. Ooh. <laughs> real life, real Charlemagne. <laughs> Don't want you dead. <laughs> you do that, I'm gonna get in line. <laughs> oh my god. Get in I line. Hate guy. You I, guys I, are wild. BT, we'll see you tomorrow. Oh my god. Everybody else, Salam Remy will be joining us. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with Yo, you? If y'all did, did we have a conversation me. yesterday? Do y'all, y'all, we don't take like things this? serious, huh? Y'all like this? Huh? Y'all like this? Well, I don't know what he's talking back, about. Salam like Remy will be joining us when we come back. It's the Breakfast Ain't Club. Ain't nothing wrong with being a little gay. Everybody's a little gay. No, not. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. We got a legendary producer, Salam Remy. Welcome, yes, brother. Welcome back. What's up? What's up, brothers? I'm so glad to be here. Salam is uh, in here being uh, ultra creative this morning. That's right. What's the mute? What is the? What is the Muse Zoom Museum? Museum yeah, Museum. I decided to put the uh, M U S E instead of just you know Muse and Museum. Basically, mm-hmm. he's playing around with it. Uh, but basically, you know, I created a. I mean, first of all, I retired from producing on my 50th birthday last year. Are you Just, done with music? I don't believe how that. How could you do that? I don't believe I, it. I could because I needed to. You know what I'm saying? I, I felt like I put my 36 years in. You just produced a masterpiece a couple of years ago. Yeah, a couple of years ago. But at this point, you know what I'm saying? That's something I wanted to do since I was 30. You know what I'm saying? Be able to focus on life. I've given almost all my life force for my entire adult life into just being in the studio, helping artists do things on that level. Mm-hmm. Performer for record companies at some point you got to work for you, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying so my last five years of do it for the culture stuff was more me just doing what I felt mm-hmm. and then at the same time I also wanted to see what else I could do and the pandemic gave me enough time to just have you no know, I can't see nobody mm-hmm. and I discovered other ways to channel my creat- creativity rather than needing to just be strictly in a musical form mm-hmm. in the way that I've done it already and you know after I put out my last album Black on Purpose in 2020 I was in the crib and I was, you know, kicking it with my homegirl, Artisheen, and I was like, Dad, I maybe you should do some art. She's like, yeah, you should. And I was like, where? All right, cool. So that turned into me going and getting some spray cans and kind of messing around with pieces. And then it was actually Angie Martinez's birthday was well, coming up right after that January episode. I asked Aranda, who's her favorite artist? Mm-hmm. They sell your cruise. My verse, so now I get a sell your cruise picture and I'm starting to mess with it to make a gift for her. Mm-hmm. Then Nas like, hey, what you doing? I'm like, yeah. he's like, oh, that's crazy. So I had a rock him picture. I started messing with. He's like, nah, use this rock picture. So I just was really finding some other way to utilize my creativity. And you had a background in art because this picture y'all looking at, Salam actually painted. Yeah, you so actually, it's, it's actually uh, a mixed media art. So what I started doing at first was I was using pictures, mm-hmm. and then actually take a spray paint piece and then doing a picture in the middle of it, which I still have to get rights from the photographer. Then what I decided to do was my creative director, Tatiana, actually drew this slick Rick for me because I had, you know, I wanted the rose on the eye patch and the crown leaned a certain way and everything else. So then now it's like a combination. It's a combination mixed media where I spray painted the Gucci in the background and the speakers and the audio system and everything else. 
but I actually put a picture of Rick into this whole piece. Mm-hmm. And it's a split between myself, her as the illustrator, me as the canvas artist, my engineer building audio systems with me. And that's just pretty much the products that I ended up doing now. I have like speaker boxes that have different people on it. I got Kane, Rakim, Nas, uh, Black Dog, Questlove, Celia Cruz, Bob Marley, all these different people that I've created different versions of this type of technology for. But I felt like the ball player that's coming to be like, hey, I do art now. And mm-hmm. if I just said that to you. He's like, whatever. But I had to bring it out so I could show you. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, so could, how does this, how does the splits work? We you know we, we heard you talking behind the scenes about the split. So, so how does that work? For somebody to buy the piece, like this huge piece right here, speakers and everything. Yep. How much is this piece and how does it work? Uh, this piece is 50K. Mm-hmm. And basically how it works is that you know, I went to Bob Marley's family first and Marvin Gaye's family. You know, I had working relationships with them on the musical side. Mm-hmm. And I basically said, what would you be happy with for just name and likeness if we were going to utilize something? Because I knew that they were really on top of their business game. And mm-hmm. I wanted to see what was the strong deal. And it's like, it was you, it was 30. No, no, no. Like, what's your, what do you really want? They said they would like 40%. So I was like, all right, cool. So we set up the deal, all the terms to it. And I said, okay, 40% is what they're going to get just for their name and likeness, regardless of who drew the picture, regardless of who took a photo, everything else. And I made that the standard for museum. So now 40% goes to the person for their name and likeness, which is not law. Mm-hmm. That's how we're rolling. And then the other 60% goes between either the photographer, if I'm splitting something with a photographer or somebody drawing it. I'm sure you've gone somewhere and somebody's like, hey, this is my favorite picture you I've drawn and mm-hmm. they selling it. But then what do your kids get from that? Mm-hmm. Right? The whole idea of the museum for me is about us making sure that we're utilizing my relationships because I'm going to do mm-hmm. art for a while, but I know mm-hmm. I'm going to go do something else. But just for me, this whole ecosystem is about everything that we do. A, it's artist approval. I can't, you know, you take a picture with your wives. Can you just post it? Now, nah, hold on, hold on. Let me see it. Wait a minute. They're going right, to right, right. check it. And they always, any artist is going to have a perspective where they want to make sure that their image looks right. So that's number one. Number two, you know, I want to make sure that they are the controlling party, not whoever does something of them. Mm-hmm. And then when it really gets down to it, you know, besides getting financially raised, I also got to ask them, you know, somebody wants to buy it. I got to call up, you know, Mandy and Rick and be like, are you cool with X buying your picture? Because that's the way wow. I would feel. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah. how, how does it work for a fan? Let's, you know, that doesn't have a name, like, you know, Nick, Nick, the camera guy, you know what I mean? The camera guy might still be approved by whoever to do. It's not just about being famous. I think it's really about, it's really about just understanding who's having it and just having some type of approval process just as anything else if it's your property if you own a house does anybody get to buy your house Mm -hmm. you get to decide who you want to sell it to and looking at your intellectual property as property just as well as everything else is really where I'm at now because I had to look at my own career and part of me getting to 50 and looking back was like wait a minute how much is my before people were selling catalogs how much is my catalog worth I put 36 years in that's some type of pension or something like where am I at rather than feeling like I gotta get on the next project I gotta get to the next one a lot of times people operate from a place of feeling like they don't have any value and at the end of the day your value is also you being able to find the people who value who you are what you do where it is and everything else for me it was a self-discovery process that also turned into wait a minute if i know this and i'm able to be in my house and not have to feel like i gotta run up and down and chase you know the things in my elder years then also if i share this information with the rest of my peers and other people you know the same way that both of you have a shoebox of photos from your long careers that you might have a picture of somebody that they never seen before. And then also photos that you have with artists. Nas might need the photo of him by the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Especially old ones. That he, he probably forgot he even took. All, all the time. So what happened was I actually was going through my own photos 
And then I have photos that I took in the studio of Amy, or I have photos that I took of Nas, a lot of them. And then he's looking through, like, whoa, I forgot my daughter was there. Wait, my pops was there? Like, he forgot because he never seen me being in the captain's chair, just like niggas taking pictures of what's the room. He got a whole lot of images of different things that you might need at some point, and now we're able to bring value to it. That's where really where my goal is, bringing value to everyone and being able to also speak to a lot of artists that might even be in their 50s and 60s that are working day jobs that aren't being appreciated. They feel like, oh, that was my 20s and mm -hmm. I did something back then. But we as fans still want to be able to connect with them. And that's really, you know, the purpose of it, kind of connecting icons with up and coming artists and painters and also just having brand new people that I think are dope. There's a picture. I have a um, pop up here in New York mm -hmm. right now. Which we're actually extending to September 30th. That is um museum here because I needed to show once again everybody that I'm working on the art stuff and what we're doing. But there's a picture in the window that this cat Justin Wadlington had done a Nas, mm -hmm. and I saw it on the gram. I was like, that's dope. So I sent it to Nas. He's like, yo, I like that. I normally like pictures of me, but he got the old me with the gall. He got mm -hmm. the young older me with the twist. He's like, I kind of like that. So I contacted him, and now they have a collaboration where it's business together, where he's Dope. cool with Nas getting 40%. And at the same time, now they're selling merchandise. Now that works together. And that to me is just, you know, what I felt like I could bring to the table because most artists, you know, even for photographers that took pictures of artists in the 90s, they don't have a contact to get to them. They don't know how to speak to them. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you get the five selects, but what about the other hundred? All right, we got more with Salam Remy when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love 
into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Salam Remy. Who's the most requested artist? Well, you know what's crazy? The first things first, when people walk into the space, either, you know, I have a 3,000 square foot gallery in Wynwood in Miami, mm-hmm. and then the pop up here, it's so much, they have sensory overload. So they're sitting there going, oh gosh, this Bob Marley, you know, or Marvin Gaye, but then they'll turn around like, yo, I really like the Supercat. Like, mm-hmm. I never thought I would see Supercat on the wall. You know, oh, I never thought I would see, you know, Brumman. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had Brumman from Martin come out and host my season two opening in Miami. But people like, I don't even know his name. But, you know, Martin fans is heavy and they right. know, from, you know from fourth floor. Pro man from fourth floor. Yeah. From fifth floor. Fifth floor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But they open off it, but they don't even know his name. But to me, he's so much a part of culture. He mm-hmm. should be like, you know, Debo. You know what I'm saying? How many people name their dog Debo after Friday? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like where that actually goes. So to me, it's just about being able to help and, you know, bridge that gap. So I look at it like this is my um, continued give back, not just I got to make a beat for you. You know, this is what the artist portion of it. Got you. You know, we had Fab Five Freddy up here and, you know, he came up in the art scene here in New York and he was great friends with Basquiat and then they connected with Warhol and it made me ask him the question, what is the, what's art's impact on the culture? So first of all, Fab is also with this Fab Five Freddy piece, which Mm -hmm. is actually on Orchard Street right now in Mm -hmm. Delancey and then Fab is also on the board of our team and he's also my cousin. And, you know, Oh, wow. mm-hmm. So the reality is that for me, understanding that that 
the visual art. It was always, you know, some portions graffiti was more popular than mer- music at some points with hip hop. You know, to me, that's just always part of it. It's a culture. So the art goes with the music, goes with the style of dress, goes with everything else. You know, how you're styling yourself, how you're working your avatar. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's a missing portion from the aspect of, you know, even museum to me. It's like the pillars of the community. I'm putting you on the wall. Why? Because I think Poobah, Justice, and Shinehead, and these people belong on the wall just the same way that you have your wall in here with the icons of what you feel should be there. Mm-hmm. We're not waiting for someone else's approval. And that's what I feel like a lot of things are done because, you know, normally a museum is stolen artifacts mm-hmm. of someone that mm-hmm. doesn't even know it. They didn't know mm-hmm. OJ catches second case. I mean, you know the politics, but... He was trying to get his Heisman trophy. Yeah, get his Heisman back. So, you know, the other day I had to tell my dude, like, yo, hell, somebody stole your phone. Yeah, I'm tracking them. I'm going on 95. I see them with my phone. Easy, 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 easy. That's not a case we want. I know it's your phone and it's wrong, but, (laughs) like, we don't really want to do that right now. Um, And that's just, to me, the the process of it. Like, if we can turn around and say that the art is actually bringing the visuality back to it, and then also, Mm -hmm. you're going to collect what you love. That's one of the themes of museum. And being able to say, I love what's there it's either you feel it or you don't and, and that's really about it like finding a hundred people that really add value to what it's going to be and you know my goal is to raise everybody's IP because that's not something that um, is always done like I said especially for our legacy artists and at the same time I'm helping artists across the board I think what you said is so true man because I feel like the, the, the culture feels very disposable now because we're not treating it like art so when you see the culture presented as actual art and as an art piece, it makes you value it all more. Exactly. And that's kind of like where um, I've done pop-ups um, during Art Basel in Miami in 2018 and 2019. And what was happening was I you know, lived in Miami 20-something years, but when I would walk around, I would see one Michael Jackson, one Jimi Hendrix, mm-hmm. one Prince. But then I was like, I didn't feel at home. So then what I started doing was just bringing my home collection where I got Coming to America or a Marley piece or mm-hmm. a Michael Jackson piece that I commissioned, different things. And then I was just selling Do It For The Culture merch, just saying, you know, cool, let's do different pieces. But for me, just being able to have the opportunity, like I say, to also cut a check, you know, to Rakim, cut a check to Kane, cut a check to different photographers mm-hmm. and back to our heroes. That's really, you know, it's part of the give back. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's not just a 50 years thing. That's a, how it should be in general. And, you know, hoping to change the standard. How long does it take you to put a piece together? One like this takes about a week, I would say, all together. You know, mm-hmm. between, depending on if I'm using a photograph and I'm incorporating that, or if I'm actually just drawing something, if I'm stenciling into it, um, you know, probably a few days for what, you know, Tatiana Crooks, my creative director, actually did to draw Rick, but then actually it's spray paint in the back. So me doing the spray paint goes down quickly, a couple layers of epoxy, three, four days, depending on what the audio system and the lighting system is, you know. Can we hear it? Sure. And, you know, also each system, I make sure that it's tuned to the artist. One by one, this is me using my Thomas Edison high school soldering class, you know what I'm saying, my electronics, and really putting it in. And me and my engineer, Ryan Evans, really designed each one. So every one of them, I'm using a different sonic level, which other people put speakers and stuff, but they didn't have no type of sound. When you said you customized it to them, to Slick Rick's music, what do you you mean? Um, A, how the wood actually reacts to the speaker. A speaker doesn't do anything on its own. It's a speaker box. The components I use, because I put the tweeters at the top, it now makes the highs come out differently, which makes Slick Rick's voice cut through. Slick Rick has a different timbre of voice to mm-hmm. another artist. Mm-hmm. And then also, his music also got a little bit of shakers and up. 
Whereas in D'Angelo's music will sound different on it. Gotcha. D'Angelo's piece that we have in the space is the bass is heavy, his voice cuts through a different way. Marvin Gaye has a different type of music to it. So I just wanted to make sure that, you know, the Sell Your Cruise piece when you hear that, I know I'd love for you to come by and check out the space because each one really moves along into another energy. But, you know, by the crossovers, the box, you know, just all the things that you do to tune a speaker. Not every set of speakers sound the same. It's like every set of headphones don't sound the same. And now, the only pictures you got are pictures that people you've... Uh Done, done business with deals with so like yeah everything that you see is all totally licensed and they're totally in it they have to have their approval the people that I haven't got approval from yet is in the tuck until they come through and see you know till LL come see the LL piece and Claudine and LL get on it so Londell and Primary Wave and Prince's siblings see mm-hmm. the Prince piece and that's in the tuck because it's always about approval to me it's like how I want to be treated like you I'm not doing anything for who I am that's going to be outside the pocket. You know what I'm saying? Like, And then for every piece of things that we come up with, even down to, you know, Sadella Marley touched the material on the Bob Marley hoodie. It was like, yeah, yeah, nah, nah, not that one, this one. And I want them to approve the colors. Like, you know, I sent the Marvin Gaye estate, the Marvin Gaye bags we're dropping now, and I made sure that they touched it and that Nona and, you know, Lloyd and... Frankie and Marvin Jr. Like, I'll need their approval for say, okay, right. I'm with this. This is how we want to do it. And that's just really what it is. I look at someone's name and like this, like they're publishing. It Word. should always be something that's approved. I love it. I now, tell one. them where, the, where, where this is one. now, the New York location. New York location is at 98 Orchard Street until September 30th, mm-hmm. doing a pop-up museum uh, at Legacy NYC, owned by Dev Prez, Umi, and One Stick there until September 30th definitely with 20 pieces you know every Thursday we do a little champagne toast turn up so we're definitely in the city with all the exclusive merch and 20 plus pieces of art mm-hmm. we flagship spaces in Miami open Fridays and Saturdays noon to midnight or 2032 Northwest 2nd Avenue in the heart of Wynwood right across from the old house of Mac you know we're consistently doing that we got Slick Rick in Miami 1028 Halloween special mm-hmm. constantly you know bringing other artists you know we've done Kane and Rakim Slick Rick is my favorite rapper it's the way that it needs to go next we're kind of making that happen and just in general you know follow us online M-U-S-E dot Z-E-U-M uh, as on the gram mm-hmm. Facebook etc you know follow me Salam Remy S-A-L-A-A-M constantly giving updates on what we're working on the new pieces dropping and like I said, this is the tip of the iceberg. I bought the Rick out because I knew it stood out. But when you really see everything else that's going on, it's cold as I All Definitely. right. Well, we appreciate you for joining us, brother. That's a lot, Remy. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Miko Grimes here, our guest co-host. And listen, I want to salute my homegirl, Angela Zing, man. Angela Zing has a great product, uh, a great juice that I like to drink. It's a plant-based juice called Carviva. And uh, Carviva juices are now available in Stop and Shop. So salute to Angela. I watched her build Carviva from the ground up. So for her to now be in Stop and Shop is a big thing, man. So salute to uh, Angela Zing and everybody over there at Carviva Juices. All right. Let's jump into your rumor report. Yeah, so before we get to the rumor, shout out Christina Williams, my girl who covers WNBA. She helped me with the Kevin Porter Jr. tea. I appreciate you. I love when black sisters get together and help each other. Get a story together. All right. All right. Well, let's get into the rumors. Listen up. Listen up. Well, Miko's known for being a, a loud mouth. I got 17 years in this business. Do you need me? I got two places. Made it. This is the rumor report. Sorry. I'm a truth teller. Miko Grimes. Miko. I got the tea, baby. Tell him what the business is. Okay, so on Friday, Team USA fell 113 to 111 to Germany 
in the semifinal before losing to Canada 127 to 118 in overtime. And we didn't medal. No. We got nothing. Mm. We didn't even get up on the box. Mm. So now we got to pull LeBron off the shelf, put a cape on. You got to play Captain save for USA in 2024 Olympics in Paris. And now he is beginning to recruit other stars to come play with him. Yeah, I think it's I think it's only right. I think, but you need you need the the best of the best. You need Steph. You need Durant. You need you know Kyrie. Kyrie. The crazy part though, they, them the old guys now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They should be making the new young stars go out there and ball. The John Morant. Well, you just yeah, want but the when best. When you want something done right, you gotta you gotta you bring out the you want the best the big guns. So John yeah. Morant, yes. Uh, who we else? We need the big guns. We need yeah. good, we need good segue. We definitely after John need Morant. Steph. Yes. You know what's so interesting about Stupid. that is uh, everybody is trying to use this to justify what Noah Lyles said. When Noah Lyles is like, you know, the, the USA, the, US, the, the NBA players aren't world right, right. champions. They're not the best in the world. Yes, they are. The yes. best players in the world still play in the NBA. Yes. They just didn't play for this USA team. Well, this is the thing about FIBA. This isn't our best. Mm-hmm. This is like, uh, the, you know, there's tiers of NBA players. Mm-hmm. You don't, nobody wants to play in the FIBA. Mm-hmm. This is, And also the other teams don't have all their best players either. Mm-hmm. So this is like almost like a practice for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And, and, but, even, and even when the other teams do have their best players, those best players are from the NBA. Yes, right. they are. <laughs> you know, the, so, the, so this is the best players in the world playing the NBA. Yeah. So LeBron's trying to recruit all the big star, the big names. He was reportedly reached out to Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Jason Tatum, and Draymond Green. Man, we got to we got to redeem ourselves. This is embarrassing, though. Even our C team shouldn't be not meddling. Yeah, would yeah. this be the redeem team too? This would be the part, redeem team part too. Duh. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And other news: Nelly and Sh- Ashanti are confirmed relationship. Nelly recently sat down with Love and Hip Hop star Rashida and Kirk on Rashida's Boss Moves podcast. And during the conversation, he spoke on his relationship with Ashanti. So you and Ashanti are back together. <laughs> Yeah, look at that smile. You see that smile? Look at that face. Oh, my God. No. Yeah, we cool again. Y'all cool again? We cool again. I think it surprised both of us, though. It wasn't anything that was, like, I don't think planned. I think we both was pretty much doing what we do. But sometimes being separate, you understand one another more. You could be like, well, yo, let me exactly see maybe what they see. It, is it, it feel good now? Yeah, I mean, because it's no pressure. Okay. You know, before I felt like both of us are doing what we're doing career-wise. Right. And when you got so many people in the middle of it, yes. it can be tough. That's a dope-ass couple, man. Wait a minute. I don't know. He said, we cool. I don't like that. Like, if I spin the block... On you, <laughs> if I spin the block after everything I done went through and you done, you know, did me this way, you can't say we cool again. Yeah. You got to say we locked in. Okay. <laughs> you better, you better. She carrying a purse on the red carpet with an old throwback picture of y'all. You better say a little bit more than that, Nelly. Y'all that better, you better say something bigger so, than so you that. Hit Ashanti, hit him. Oh, we just cool? Yeah. We just cool, huh? But, yeah. Well, the, the pocketbook <laughs> she wore yesterday that you're referring to was uh, 20 years ago at the MTV Awards was the first time they exchanged numbers. Yeah. So it was a throwback picture to that. But That's very sweet. Look at her being sentimental. He talking about we cool again. <laughs> so, Nelly, you know what you got to do? You got to go out there and get you a T-shirt of you hugging her at Versus. You walking across yes. that stage to go hug her at Versus. Because to me, that's where it rekindled. Just in my mind. I correct, don't know. Correct. You yeah. Know? He saw how fine Ashanti been looking. We all seen it. Come on, man. We seen it. Ashanti Instagram is a safe space for men. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> it is. It's a safe space for men. That's where we go to congregate and have conversations amongst each other. <laughs> what? 
salute to Ashanti, though, and Mama, Mama Tina. Yeah, so Corla Ray posted a picture of flowers that she re- received from Beyonce. And then the flowers say, I'm a fan of yours, and I love uh, watching you grow. You're a very talented young lady. Love, Beyonce. Some people in the comments were saying it was capped that Beyonce didn't send her these flowers. But isn't this a thing that Beyonce always does? Beyonce yes. does do that a lot. And I mean, it wouldn't make sense. First of all, let's be clear. Coyle Ray is talented. Yeah. Y'all kiss my ass. Coyle Ray yeah. is very talented. And this is just me and my mind and my imagination, right? Buster Rhymes puts out a new record with Coyle Ray. They rapping over Jay-Z. Ain't no nigga. Jay-Z and Beyonce in the car or on the jet. And they're like, oh, that's dope. And Beyonce like, yo, Coyle Ray been fire. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm going to send her some flowers because she talented. I'm a fan. Boom. You put you put all that in your mind. That's what I mean I, that's that does me. that does sound that realistic. Sense, right? you put all that's, that in your mind. Yeah, it makes sense. It Run with it, that. Run with that. Run with that one. It could have been just she seeing girls or players too. Beyonce was like, yeah, I like this song. It's just send the flowers. Mine, 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 mine was, was way better. Okay. Mine was way better. We got time for one more. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All right. So Doja Cat and Quavo sparking dating rumors. Apparently, they were spotted having dinner at Carbone. In New York City earlier this week, and um, the nature of the dinner is unclear. Uh, there weren't any pictures of them together, but people caught pictures outside, and so now there's speculations that they might be dating. What do you think about that? That them as a couple? Or they could have been in the studio working on some music, and they said, "Let's go get a bite to eat." That does happen a lot too. Anytime you get mm-hmm. v- recorded somewhere I mean, with people, they automatically assume y'all hunching behind mm-hmm. closed doors yeah. and everything. By the way, you just don't get a bite to eat at Carbone. You don't. So you, you gotta get a reservation. You gotta get a that's reservation. Gotta something. That's, that's pretty. That's not if you Quavo and Doja Cat. If yes, you, you, yes, still you do. do. If you I'm Quavo sure, and Doja Cat. I'm sure Quavo. I mean, call, they made room. Call the owner, especially this week. A week like this with yeah. New York Fashion Week. I am a thousand percent equated. just made a phone open. call and they moved some tables around. Maybe. But, but you so, still made a call. Still had to make a call. You made a call. Yeah, it's you don't just walk in car bones. I don't care who you are. Wow. Yeah, I right, hope could walk right in, in car bones. Okay, so a video Maybe. service of Meg. Wait, <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. You said what? I said Hope could walk right in car bones. A lot of people could walk in car bones. You could just walk in and get a table. No, no. not regular people, but no. I'm sure some celebrities can. I don't know. Because other people have reservations. They, if they move me, because Hov walked in, I am pissed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't care. That's I'm real. mad. Like, you know how hard it is to get a reservation there? Yeah. And just because I'm nobody, I get, I'm get. i just they bumped? They're going to move me? No, I wouldn't know. I know the owner. Look at you. That's, that's why people don't like you right now. <laughs> that that's is why true. people don't like you. You Mikko's snooty. absolutely right. You high sedity and uppity. That's right. That's okay. Light-skinned light skin sexual. That's you. <laughs> what? <laughs> light-skinned sexual. Okay, uh, a video service of Meg Thee Stallion and Justin Timberlake that seemed like they were having an aggressive altercation. Fans immediately assumed that there was a beef, but apparently they were just having a fun conversation backstage about, you know, finally meeting each other. Mm-hmm. I hate when people see stuff like that mm-hmm. and they have no idea what's going on and they just make a rumor saying somebody's beefing and fighting, but I guess this is what happens when you're famous. Yeah, they weren't, they were, I heard they weren't arguing. I heard they, they was like a, uh, what was it? She said, this is I the think proper he said, way nice, to meet Nice to meet you. Yeah. And she was like, no, I didn't meet you like this. We have to meet again or something like that. Yeah. I guess they were joking and playing. I don't know. It was a joke. We and, Mo- and Money Long came to her defense and said, like, why are people always calling black women angry? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they were saying. Like, oh, she looks angry. Like, we can't just be animated and be silly and fun. You know, like, it's, it's very annoying. But Absolutely. I'm glad that Money said that. And if you don't get the sense of humor. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If you don't get the mm-hmm. sense of humor, if you don't understand that Meg was... If you weren't in that, in that context, correct. Yeah, right. you know, you, you you might not understand it. It's, it's a cultural thing in a lot of ways. Yeah. Dude, Justin might have thought he was getting yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> you know Justin's like, kind of like honorary black, right? He'd be around enough of us. Yeah, he should know anyway. You know?
All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Thank you, Miko. Thank you. Now, when we come back, we got the People's Choice Mix It Don't Move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Miko Grimes, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Miko! Tell Pumps. people where they can find you and all that good stuff. Um, You can find me on Instagram at iHeartMiko. Um, you know, I got banned from Twitter back in the day, so I have a new Twitter, OG Meek Millie. And I just found out somebody has iHeartMiko on Twitter, so I'm going to try to get that back if I can talk to Elon. But catch me on Instagram. Yeah, I'm gonna reach out to him. Catch me on Instagram at iHeartMiko and also my YouTube uh, channel, iHeartMiko, where you can find my podcast, Ask Miko, and everything Miko on YouTube. And are you are you on every Gilbert uh, episode? Not every one of them. Okay. I was doing every other week because I'm a mom. I had it, you know. I, I couldn't really commit to. That's pretty much be living in LA. I like that podcast. I didn't see. The, I didn't see you on the one with uh, when he interviewed Steph Curry. That's why I asked. they were in DC for that one. Oh. I didn't go to DC. Yeah. Salute to Gilbert, man. Yes. No pot. All right. When we come back, we got positive notice. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. All right, Charlemagne, it's time to get a positive note. Yes, first of all, I want to remind people too, man, make sure you come to my third annual Mental Wealth Expo. It is October 7th at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, I'm bringing together some of the best psychotherapists, some of the best psychiatrists, some of the best uh, therapists in the country. Uh, Dr. Alfie Breland Noble, Dr. Rita Walker, Dr. Jay Barnett, Elliot Connie, my man Rashawn Miller, uh, Angela Rye is going to be there. You know, she's a big mental health advocate. My man Carson Daly is going to be there. He's a big mental health advocate as well. Man, so join us 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. It is a free event at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square on Saturday, October the 7th. Go to mentalwealthexpo.com for more information. Anybody that wants to get started on their healing journey, this is the place for you to be. Remember, it's a free event, all ages are welcome, and that leads me right into my positive note. And my positive note is simply this please do not let anyone take the peace that you have worked so hard to create. Have a great day. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. 
how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes nearly 10 million dollars was all gone it's just unbelievable hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.